his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Dave Leventhal, editor-in-chief at rawstory.com, is with us on the WBEN Trocare College Live Line this morning. Uh, Dave, you're right in the Capitol and a border deal appears to be going down in flames in Washington. Will this even go to a vote? Yeah, it does appear to be going down in flames. And I think one term you're going to hear a lot of this week, and most certainly today, is failure theater, uh, which means that you're going to have both sides uh, using their best uh, dramatic action to describe the ways in which this is all going down. Now, uh, to flash forward a little bit, it doesn't mean that Nothing is going to happen. It doesn't mean that this is absolutely 100 percent dead for perpetuity, but at least the bill that had been coursing through the Senate that seemed to have bipartisan support and was actually being spearheaded by one of the more conservative members of the U.S. Senate, James Lankford. He's a senator in Oklahoma. This is all just unraveled, and uh, there's a seemingly no willingness between the House and the Senate, meanwhile, to actually negotiate something and, and get a deal together. This is very complex stuff. We are talking about Ukraine funding and funding for Israel and support for people in Gaza and Taiwan, say nothing about the border and on the U.S. southern Mexico border. But at the same time, too, if nothing happens, none of this gets funded. And that could be a colossal, colossal problem on multiple levels, Susan, to say the least. I mean, it's the the big question uh, is whether or not people in Washington actually want to do anything to fix the border, something we've been asking for, it seems like, years here, Dave, or is it better as an issue? And I think that goes both ways. You know, a lot of people are pointing out, well, uh, Donald Trump would rather campaign on this than do the border. I mean, the same would be right for President Biden, who could say uh, either way, one, look, I've done something to help alleviate all the stress that the border's under, or two, could say, hey, I tried, and uh, this guy over here didn't let me. Yeah, and it, it does cut both ways, but at the same time, too, you know, Congress's job, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever, uh, is to do something and to fix a problem. Everyone right now generally agrees that the situation on the southern border is untenable, that it is bad, that it, we could do better. And you either have a choice in Congress of coming to some sort of compromise, uh, that, that there is some sort of negotiation or you don't. And and we seem to be tilting uh, very, very much in the direction of, well, we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to wait until the election. And there have been some Republicans who've straight up said that, that, hey, Donald Trump would just do a better job. We need to wait until the election. We, we need to wait until Donald Trump is president. Now, two things about that. Number one, that, that may or may not happen. And, and, and number two, the election is 
many months away, even though it feels like it, we're kind of on its doorstep. So what's going to happen in the interim? What's going to happen in the meantime? Well, uh, absent additional funding and additional focus, we can expect a, a whole year of much more of the same, uh, really, when it comes down to it. Does President Biden really need legislation to make changes at the southern border? Yeah, I think if you're talking about dramatic changes, if you're talking about uh, something that's uh, truly going to to change the the nature of the situation down there, not uh, just on the short term, but for the long term, absolutely. Uh, And we're also dealing to, and and you alluded to it, a a situation that uh, we've been talking about literally for decades. And this is also, too, a very complex situation, which is not just about of people coming across the border, but the reasons for that, uh, international affairs, jobs, labor, you have a swirl of different special interests that uh, don't necessarily align with what one's political philosophy may be. I mean, labor unions and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce are actually on kind of the same side when it comes to more comprehensive immigration reform that they uh, argue is going to, to be helpful in terms of uh, not being in the situation two years or five years or 10 years from now. Uh, We just had Groundhog Day. Well, with immigration, it just seems like we're kind of living that movie, you know, where the same thing happens over and over and over again because you don't have a long-term solution that's put in place. So uh, we we can deal with a Band-Aid type of situation or we can do something that's going to be more durable and long-lasting, and we might not get either of them, Susan. Might not get either. Would it be different if we weren't in the middle of a campaign year and – we kept hearing, you know, dead on arrival. Did, did we ever hear what was behind that? You know, why and what more could be in the bill that would make it not dead on arrival to some Republicans? Yeah, well, you know, without going too far back in history here, uh, you know, we, we basically uh, going in, into last year, Congress has decided that they're going to intermingle a, a variety of different things into this funding bill. And mentioned a few of them, but we're talking about funding for Ukraine's military effort against the Russian invasion uh, that it's been dealing with for now almost two years right now. We're also dealing with funding for Israel, highly controversial, and and you've got a lot of Democrats fighting with Democrats about uh, the degree to which that should be happening. Uh, and, and then Taiwan, too. <laughs> so uh, and, and it's defense against uh, China uh, in a situation that the United States is very gingerly dealing with uh, on its uh, own merits. And then you have the border. So a lot of politicians, and and this is both Democrats and Republicans too, wanted at least in part to kind of unfurl those different issues and deal with them on an individualized basis. But that didn't happen. This is all tied together for better or for worse. And uh, in the House and the Senate, both have taken different approaches here and have uh, employed different philosophies for what should be uh, lumped together. There is still the possibility that the House is going to go forward and just try to deal with a bill that is strictly focused on Israel funding. Now, it's pretty much not going to, at least at this point, seemingly be a serious effort because they're not really trying to convince Democrats to go along with it, but something could happen, theoretically. But there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of hope, at, uh, at least here on Tuesday, February 6th, for something happening uh, this week. We, we would really, I think, need to have a pretty monumental reset uh, in order for the two sides to somehow get together and keep this going forward. Dave, this is one of the strangest weeks in the election. It's the Nevada primary today, and Thursday is the Republican caucus in Nevada. But the convention delegates, it's hard to explain what how they do this. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, you know, it's hard to do over the radio. It's hard to do with a whiteboard in front of you. But, yeah, they have a primary and a caucus. The primary, certain candidates are in it. The caucus, other candidates are in it. And and the caucus is what counts. The primary is just more for show, and delegates are not actually awarded through the primary. In the caucus, where Donald Trump is running, but Nikki Haley is not, that's the one where the delegates are awarded. So it's a very strange process, and uh, Nevada is really an outlier when it comes to all of the 50 states and how this is actually working out. But then again, this whole process has been pretty strange this year in uh, the way that uh, both the Democrats and the Republicans have been running it. We had our drama in New Hampshire where Joe Biden wasn't even on the ballot because of a protest about New Hampshire going first uh, after South Carolina. I mean, we've had a very, very strange primary election season, to say the least. And Nevada is just another shining example of how strange it truly is. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, Dave, thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.